ah, uh, Quinnies, I shouldn't even tell you this, but I'm keeping track of like how I feel on certain days. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm not, I'm not calling it journaling. Okay. Yep. I'm just saying yep. Yep. that yep. I'm yep. like keeping track of like shit that I'm doing and shit that's okay. happening to me. So it's essentially a journal, but I'm not willing to say it. <laughs> We're just not going to call it. And I am sadder on days when I listen to true crime, like yeah. scientifically is. Yeah. 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 It's which kills thing. me. Because I, I it's my I it's my preferred, but it is it's like too close to home. But I'm definitely watching Return to Sender tomorrow. Oh my god, you got it! So you gotta. first summer vacation movie. Sam's gonna be so like, "What good. the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing, and now you're trying to feed him your body Thou fluid. Shall kill all of your hands and a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage. Ain't right to five old pages and pretend like you will. A dog. Wow. I don't wanna oh, fucking do this bitch. I can't stand a sketch bitch. I don't trust her. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Hi. Katie is coming at us with quite the story tonight. It's not. It's not it's, Casey Anthony. It's not Jody Arias. It's she's on their level. She's totally on their level. Yeah. She, she is, even resembles Jody Arias slightly. Jody Arias especially. Oh, you, and she wouldn't like be friends with Jody Arias. I really don't think that they would be friends, but I feel like they would like shop at the same store or something. I feel like yeah. no one would be friends with Jody Arias. You yeah. would, could say they were cousins though or something and you would believe it. <laughs> but yes. just like you the know? audacity of the lying. That's what oh, it is. It that is, just, but that's though. what groups them all together. I that's, actually, it don't, I work actually don't work here. <laughs> we were attacked by ninjas and then a ninja came in. Like, yeah, come on. The ninjas though. So to start it all off, as I usually like to do, I, I have a tendency to like to write a little poetry here and there. So <laughs> here we go. I decided to write a little short one. Dahlia Dahlia wants to play. Make Jersey Mike go away. Trick the men and make them pay. <laughs> if you tick her off, she'll slay. Then lie about it all damn day. That's that fitting. That That's my poem. Fitting. So Dahlia DiPolito gained national attention in 2009. Her arrest was featured on a very famous television show known as Cops. Which we have to talk about. <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> we have we to talk about. Like, the liter- like literally Cops. I, it's crazy. It's so comical. She was convicted in 2017 to soliciting first degree murder and she was sentenced to 16 years in prison. An earlier conviction had actually been tossed on an appeal and her second trial ended in a hung jury which we're going to talk all about that. We're going to start with a little bit of background and we're going to start with Dahlia herself first. Dahlia, her last name is Muhammad, her maiden name, was born in New York City on October 8th of 1982. She had two siblings, a brother and a sister, I believed, and they were raised by their father, who was Egyptian, and their mother, she was Peruvian. Her name is, I have her mother's name, but I don't have her father's name. Her mother's name is Rhonda Muhammad. The family relocated actually to Boynton Beach, Florida when Dahlia was 13 years old. 
She graduated from high school in Boynton Beach, Florida in 2000. And by the time she was 18, her parents had gotten divorced. Her dad was having an affair like he had another woman. By 19, she was like already into sex work. She actually started doing massages. This part of her life like gets a little bit iffy. Like we don't really, she bumps, she moves around a lot. She actually moves from Florida to California. And she- Like Sante a little bit. Yeah. The early years years or we don't really a little know foggy. what the hell she yeah. was doing. They're a little foggy. She goes around. She apparently gets a fiance in California and they actually get married. She decides well, she doesn't want to be in this marriage anymore. She doesn't want to do it. So she's going to leave California. She's going to come back to Boynton Beach, Florida, right? So she divorces the husband, the first husband. Okay. And she actually takes with her the $40,000 engagement, the wedding ring. Not cool, the Dahlia. I mean, brand she didn't new- try to kill him. Just, yeah. Uh, well, do, or but do we know that for sure? Do we know? exactly? We right. don't know anything. So she takes also the brand new Mercedes car that he had got, and oh. she also took some of his money as well. And she moves back to Florida. Eventually, at some point, she does go to college and she does get a real estate license during that time as well. And shortly after, when she moves back to Florida, that's when she meets Michael. Michael Dipolito. Michael Dipolito. Michael Dipolito. Like he, he reminds hear, me of like. like and I was sure guy like into Michael. I Dipolito. got a new fucking yeah. He's haircut. From Staten Island. I got a Jaeger <laughs> I got hey. a Jaeger bomb. I got a fucking yeah. He's okay, but I'm not gonna lie though. After covering doing the case and like covering and stuff, like I actually like I have a small soft spot for him in my heart. I kind of do because like I just feel like as much as he's like that kind of stereotypical like beefy go to the gym Long Island kind of guy I feel like he's a well-intentioned man like I really do I truly believe that he had he has good intentions he was trying to get his shit together legitimately legitimately that is like that's just rare some people just are always telling you oh I'll be different I'll change this whatever and they never do it he was really 100 taking steps to do that so it is it's shitty 100 and we're gonna get into that we're gonna actually dive into that right now so Michael DiPolito was born on December 18th of 19. He was born in Philadelphia and he actually had a a pretty rough growing up. His parents were drug addicts uh, and he was actually mostly raised by his grandparents uh, and didn't really know uh, his parents very well. By the age of 15, he was already in rehab. He was struggling with alcohol and drug abuse. When he went to rehab at 15, he actually got sober for five years. But then sadly, in his early 20s, he was either 20 or 21, he actually relapsed and he started getting involved with like some really bad people and he actually started dealing crack and he talks about this very openly too like he he, you know he he literally has no problem like talking about you know how dark his past was so he starts dealing crack and sometimes he was actually even partaking in it now he wasn't doing it a lot because obviously you can't really do your stash when you're a crack (laughs) dealer can't smoke the crack right because Mm -hmm. they have to at least now yeah right right exactly at the age of 26 he actually relocated to Florida. In 1997, he actually gets arrested for offering an undercover officer $15 for sex. He pled guilty and he actually gets released. 
waste. You know, he wants to start a clean slate. He meets this girl named Karen, huh, of, of all names. He meets a Karen. They actually have a baby together. Things kind of go south with that and they actually break up and he meets this new woman and her name is Maria. And he Maria. really, he really likes Maria. And so they're together and he gets this super sketch job working for this super sketch telemarketing company. And basically what the job is, is like they they compare it to like the boiler room. A lot of the shows compare it to the movie, the boiler room, where you call these people and you basically say that you want them to invest in like the foreign exchange market. And then they basically take these people's money. These people invest in the foreign exchange market and then they just keep their money. And he starts doing this with this one company. Well, that company busts. And so then he decides to start his own. He's spending all this money. He's just spending, he's making the money, he's scamming the money. And he's as fast as he's scamming it, he's spending it and he's blowing it and he's blowing it. And he actually spent over $6,000 alone just on sex hotlines, like calling sex Oof. hotlines, right? Okay, so we're getting so he's into like, he's got addictive some, he's got some problems. Like he's having some yeah. problems and he's spending the money. Unfortunately, by 2002, he was arrested and convicted of unlicensed telecommunications fraud, as well as grand theft. And he spent two years in prison. Which by 2000, obviously scared the living shit out of him. Piss oh, out sure. of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smacked some like, sense into him, yeah. to say the least. Exactly. Because he was released in 2005 on probation. Now, the compromise of this probation is that it was a 28-year probation sentence. 28 what? years. Crazy. Yeah, it was no joke. Like he got into a lot of trouble and he actually got out like because of good behavior. He actually got out early. And so because he got out early of his sentence, basically his probation was, you know, that's why it was so long. Michael wants to know like what he has to do in order to get off the probation as soon as possible. Well, his probation officer tells him that he has to pay $220,000 in restitution and that once he gets that paid his probation can either come will either completely go away or you know it will decrease by a lot of time after prison he moves in with maria and unfortunately right when he gets out he actually falls off the wagon and he starts doing some drugs again oh. and maria kicks him out definitely and they definitely go through this back and forth kind of thing a lot mm-hmm. like she took him back a lot of times for sure to say the least they break up and then he actually gets sober and this is this one is like where he really started going to support meetings and counseling and he was going to groups and he was going to AA and he's like doing all every single possible thing and he's actually gone through with all of this for like a few months and he's actually staying clean and he's doing really well. Maria lets him move back in. He gets a job with a marketing company again but this time it's it's actually like a legit Mm -hmm. company. Then a little while after that he actually starts his own marketing company which is was called mad media and he starts to actually make money like from this company and he's so so now he's sober and he's got a job and he started his own business and he's actually making a life for himself and he's really doing good and he's like on the up and up in october of 2008 is when he meets dahlia muhammad this is just so freaking significant quinnies that he is clearly on the way up 
Right. And yes. she's, she's comes she, into she, his life. Exactly. Like a little swoops. Like, and like it just, Oh, mm-hmm. she says they met. Oh, just like while I was working, she has like this really fucking uh, annoying, obnoxious voice. voice. It is. Oh, I, they, uh, we met while I was working. Like that's like what she says. Basically, Michael claims that she was 26 years old when he met her, and she was actually an escort that he had booked on. Which I I wrote down the website that he booked her on. Where is where did I write that down? Uh, ESP or something or that. I don't know. No, the Nixie, not the ESP. Thing. Yeah, not ESP. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and weirdly, um, Keith Rainier started out as a fucking telemarketer. I, so it's oh all my God, I out. can't. It's coming, sir, it's coming all I full circle. Can't. Not good. Maybe so, Mike DiPolito went to one of their, uh, <laughs> their classes, their programs. I just oh keep thinking it's mad media with Michael DiPolito. <laughs> With I'm, Mike. I'm Mike, I'm Michael Dippolito from Mad, Mad Media. Media. <laughs> he actually booked her while Maria was out of town, and Dahlia meets him, and they immediately hit it off. You know, they have a ton in common. They immediately get along, and he immediately books her again, like the very next night. She comes there and she stays for free, and she like doesn't charge him. You know, hmm. and they have like a night. He literally goes back and straight leaves his wife. Like he literally goes home. His wife gets back from her trip a couple days later. And yeah. he's like, I'm leaving and I don't want to be with you. And I want a divorce. Like, that is just so brutal. Dogs are straight dogs are two months later after he walked out of that door of Maria's house. He proposed to Dahlia with a $26,000 engagement ring. I would be like, oh, I've thought a lot about this because of her first $40,000 engagement ring. And then now this one is 26. Just like all the things you could do with those funds. Exactly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like like you owe $220,000 to the government. According to my sources, his he makes a decent amount of money from mad media. I just can't imagine. I cannot imagine asking someone to do that no. or like even accepting that. Accepting. I would be like, this yeah, is no. beautiful, but like, go, go back. and. But like, can we buy a ring, car? How much yeah. would the wedding be? Like, right. what are you going to do with it? You're just going to, well. We know Whatever. what she did with yeah. it. She yeah. wore it and she was like, look at me, bitch. Yeah, literally. Came through dripping. Like, she's just like throwing <laughs> it in, in the face. You know she is. She's like, oh, oh yeah. It's with her 40,000 on the other ring. Husbands, but Yeah, whatever. with her with her other one. No, she probably pawned that bitch and bought <laughs> a car like with a <laughs> So at the same exact day that he settles his divorce with Maria, it's like it's really like, come on, Michael, what are you doing, bro? On the same exact day, he buys a townhouse for him and Dahlia and their two dogs, okay, for them to live. And what's even more crazy is that the house, get this, the townhouse, it was her house that she was a realtor for. Yes. So she, she got actually got a commission like for the house that he she got bought. commission on the sale from the house that he bought. Yeah, I can't. It's like she, if it if that's not already so many red flags, like if it were anyone else, I'd be like, yo, smart, smart bitch. But no, but no, no, no. Not in, no. This situation. Not in this case, no, no, in this case, it's just shady. And like Michael just says, you know, it's like he was so in love with her. He just was blind to a lot of this. He okay. he didn't see these signs right away okay you know then they marry at the palm beach county courthouse and that was exactly five days after the divorce was officially finalized 
So they're like, they buy the house when the divorce is settled Then they buy, then they get married five days after the divorce is finalized. They described their relationship as a very sexual, fun relationship. They traveled, they talked about reality TV a lot, and they both like really love to watch reality TV shows. In fact, some would say they were obsessed with them. They also did do a lot of like partying, like even though Michael really liked to stay in his routine and stuff he would drink like on occasion so he's not totally um, sober he's just right. not taking drugs he's just he's not drinking. doing the drugs okay but so he is so he is partying with her occasionally definitely you know they move into the townhouse and they're just like exactly like i said michael's trying to stay in a routine you know he's working really hard he's doing his job and like dahlia's like not really doing anything she's like oh. kind of just sitting around like there going to get her nails done like going tanning like she's not getting other commissions from other townhouses so she is she's like doing a little real estate on the side Mm. but like that's kind of it she's not really doing much she's just kind of chilling and living like her best life they're living you know the newlywed honeymoon kind of phase this is when weird shit starts to go down okay in march of 2009 10 Cops roll up on Michael DiPolito's house. His probation officer had received three anonymous calls from neighbors that Michael was dealing ecstasy and steroids from his home. And Michael's freaking out and he thinks this is totally crazy. And he's like, I've been on four years of probation so far. Like nothing like this has happened. I haven't had any run-ins. I've been really clean. I've been staying good. Like I've been on a good track. I don't understand. And he's like really confused, but he's like, whatever, you can search the house. So they search yeah, nothing the house. Hide, right? Like he's just like, well, I didn't they do it. Search- the house and they find nothing. They find zilch. Absolutely diddly, shittily, piddly squat. He's like, this is weird. And he's thinking and he starts to think, but he's just, he's he lets it go. Now then by March 16th, there's another anonymous phone call from an anonymous woman saying that someone's dealing drugs in a gray Chevy Tahoe SUV, which was the exact description of Michael DiPolito's car, I'll have you know. And that they're dealing drugs at the Ritz-Carlton in Manulapan, which was just like six miles from where their townhouse was. So the cops roll up to this SUV at the Ritz-Carlton. They run the plates and it happens to be Mike DiPolito's car. Why does it happen to be Mike DiPolito's car? Because him and Dahlia just happen to be staying the weekend at the Ritz-Carlton. They see that it's Mike. They get him. They're like, we want to search your car. They search his car. They find nothing. Here comes March 29th. A third anonymous call is made. All in the same month. Yeah. Yeah. Like just days apart, pretty much. Like a couple weeks between them, maybe. Not even. This time, Mike and Dahlia are shopping at the City Place shopping mall. It's kind of, it's it's like, it looks basically like a Whole Foods shopping center. That's, That's literally what it looks like. It literally says Whole Foods like on the side of it. This time, they're like not joking around. They bring the dogs. They bring the drug dogs. They bring, you know, five cops roll up in the parking lot. They're like, we got to search your car. The dogs hit some 
something in the back and they find some cocaine, a small amount located in a cigarette pack hidden under the spare tire of Mike's car. Literally, Mike started crying real (sighs) tears and he's like, you don't understand. I swear I don't know anything about that. Somebody set me up like somebody did this, right? Initially, he's thinking it's Maria possibly because she's bitter about the divorce. Well, he happens to be having an interaction with this one cop. Her name is Mary Hopper. This police officer, like she believes him, like she actually believes him. She's like in all of her years of like policing, she just like felt like he was genuine and she like just had a feeling. Okay. So I know, right? Did you? I was literally like, I I have to ask Carly after this if she finished Stranger Things. But Eddie Munson forever. I can't. Eddie Eddie forever. Ever. Yeah. Well, but we, but that was important though because all hoppers are good. Yes. Hoppers are good cops. Exactly. Always. So she believes him and they actually let him go. They totally just let him go. They don't even give him a ticket. Because at this point, they've already had, or like, you know, the boy who cried wolf, how many times? It's getting weird now. Now they're like, why are we out here again? This guy really seems genuine. Like, we don't know. What are you going to do? This is the only thing they found the three times. Yeah. There's another call. And this call happens. It's the final visit from the police. And they got a couple calls that they heard noises, that people heard noises coming from Dahlia and Michael's house. And that somebody saw Dahlia being drug out by her hair outside from the house mm-hmm. by Michael. And so they were in fear for her life. Like they were in fear for Dahlia's life. These mm-hmm. are the phone calls that they received. So a couple cops go up to the house and they question Mike and Dahlia separately. And they do both claim that they did have an argument about money the night before, but that there was no domestic violence. Dahlia didn't have any marks on her. Everything seemed to be okay and legit. So they leave. As if things can't get any weirder, Dahlia just keeps up with like her ridiculous answer that Michael obviously still hasn't caught on to. So by May 1st, Dahlia comes home from the gym and she comes rushing into the house and she's like, this detective. Yeah, she She's like, Mike. (laughs) She's like, Detective Hurley came up to me and said, I know what you've been doing and you need to confess and you need to tell your husband or blah, 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 right? And like says some stuff to her. And she's all upset to Mike about it. Oh, right. And and she's like, Officer Hurley. Officer Hurley, right? So Mike's like, what the fuck? We're going to go figure this shit out. So we're going down to the police station. So they go to the police station and they're like, there's no Officer Hurley. Like they don't, office that detective doesn't exist, never has. There's never been an Officer Hurley. Not a thing. So Michael at this point is like, what the actual fuck, okay? Now he's feeling paranoid. Now at this point, it's gotten so bad that he's starting to think because he remember, he had flashbacks of remembering like when he was working for the sketch telemarketing company. He knew that a couple of those guys that he was working with got arrested. And he knew that one of them thought that it was Michael's fault, like the kind of that they got busted. And so Michael was starting to think that these guys that were in prison that were about to get out were maybe going to try to, you know, harm him or inflict some kind of harm on him because of every, the sketch past that he had. If this shit was happening to me and I'm getting pulled over five times. Yeah. You start to be like, okay, what the fuck? 
fuck I'm being I'm targeted. Someone right, is exactly. after me. A couple of the shows also mention and Michael DiPolito himself also mentions another time that they actually found a little bit of ecstasy on another car and something is is up. So on August 5th of 2009, Dahlia wakes up and they're doing their normal thing. A week prior to August 5th, Michael had just had liposuction surgery on his back because he had lost some weight and he had some extra skin, excess skin on his back that he wanted to get removed. They would normally go to the gym together, but he's like held up in the house because he had just had this surgery. And so Dahlia goes to the gym by herself. She's working out. This is like sometime before 6 a.m. She's working out at the gym and she gets a call from Detective Sergeant Frank Ramsey of the Boynton Beach Police Department. And he tells Dahlia that she has to come home right away because there's been an incident with her husband. And she's like, are you Officer Hurley? And she's like, is he okay? Are you an actual officer? Are you a real officer? (laughs) So she goes home. There's crime tape, scene tape everywhere. There's camera crews all over the place. Tons of cops. Officer Ramsey brings her over and he tells her, you know, we have some bad news. You know, he says, your husband has been murdered. And she lets out this scream, yelp thing that almost is like a chihuahua. Like if you stepped on a chihuahua's foot, they don't stop screaming for a minute because like when you step on a chihuahua's foot, like it's so bad because they're so little. Because they're so little, yep. And so they just like, yeah, it's like, it's really, really bad. So they're like, okay, Dolly, we got to take you down to the station because we got to ask you some questions, right? Yeah. Okay. But like, how did we get here? Right. How the fuck did we end up here? We're going to backtrack just a couple weeks. If you remember like that they had had that domestic violence call about fighting over money, right? Michael DiPolito had the restitution that he had to pay. The four years so far that he had been on probation, he'd already paid close to nine grand towards the restitution. So he had left still to pay $191,000 left in restitution. You know, he has this new life with Dahlia. Like he really wants to like get this restitution paid and he wants to get off probation early. Like he just wants to be free again and have his life back. You know, when you're, when you're on probation, you don't have freedom. You have to check in with your officer. This is where it gets like a little convoluted and I don't want to get too, too deep in it because it's a whole other rabbit hole with the restitution because Dahlia is basically because Dahlia is a sketch ass bitch and tampers with his money. So what happens is he still owed 191,000. He tells Dahlia, I have a hundred thousand towards it. Like, I just want to get that in the bank and get it to the lawyer, get it as a, in a hole as a chunk and give it to the lawyer and get it, you know, paid off. And Dahlia says, okay, I'll help with the other 91,000. I'll hmm. give you the other 91,000 and we'll put it together and we'll give it to the lawyer. We'll write a check and give it to the lawyer. Mike's like, okay, I'm going to trust this, continue to trust this woman for whatever fucking reason. I don't know, but I'm going to, even after all this weird shit's happened to me. He literally starts giving Dahlia payments of the $100,000 and he's like giving it to her in payments. And it just, it's like, it's fucking rocky as hell. But like, why? Like she should be giving him the payments. Right. Exactly. Because she basically manipulated him and was like, I'm going to get it set up and I'm going to get it set up in the account and I'm going to do all of it for you. Right. So he's like, okay. Then she even also, goes as just far. W- women, beware of this, okay? Uh, yeah. How many women are like, my husband deals with the money. I don't touch the money. I right. put the money in and I do right. the money. Learn about the money. Learn. Get acquainted with the money. No. 
Look know at about all the, money. the bank statements. Look at yeah. all the shit. All the online bank Check all, all your okay. shit. Check For it. For real. She's like getting the money. She even goes as to as far as bringing in a third party, a gentleman named Eric Tao, who is actually one of her friend's mm. husbands, okay? Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of money. So Dahlia decides, oh, he could be like of help to us. So can I like give you this money, Eric? And then you like write the check for us to give to the lawyer, right? So it's just like becoming more and more of like, like this really hectic. Just out of the kindness of his heart? Like, and yeah. Mike what? is just going on with it as well he's just going okay. with it yeah God. now they get the lawyer involved okay so then she's like okay the lawyer's paid and she brings a receipt to mike and mike looks at the receipt and the receipt is like it's like basically null and void like it says the payment was made and then at the bottom it basically says something like it was returned like it was returned basically so the exactly payment, as soon as it went out it went right back right back it went out and was returned and she's like oh yeah like i don't know i don't know what that's about you know um but like let's Let's just take the check to the lawyer. So they, t- so they're going to take the check to the lawyer, right? So they get to the lawyer and Dahlia's is like, nope, I, I don't want to do it. I want my money back. Right. I want my 91,000 back. How is that an option? I don't this even is know. The Great where fucking Quinny question. Chimes in with tough titty said the kitty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, and this is exactly <laughs> why I said it's just so convoluted and it's such a mess. It's so messed up. So basically what ends up happening is the lawyer ends up firing Michael. Okay. Because it becomes so hectic and they're back and forth with the check and the check isn't happening and now the check is happening and now it's not and they're back and forth with it so much that the lawyer's over it and he's like I'm done I'm not doing this with you so Dahlia's like Aww. oh my god I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get you a new lawyer like it's gonna be totally fine and like I'm gonna get you a new lawyer <laughs> And everything's going to be great. Okay. And then she's like, okay, so we have the lawyer. Oh, here's the new lawyer. You have to go meet him. So Mike goes to meet the new lawyer and the new lawyer actually convinces Michael. Well, now that you got this Eric Tao guy involved, now Eric Tao basically owns you because he forwarded you the money for the restitution and he now owns your house and owns all your shit and blah, blah, blah. So you're going to have to sign your townhouse over to Dahlia because you know you're gonna be in some shit with all this money so you might as well sign it over to Dahlia he signs the fucking townhouse over on July 31st to Dahlia he puts the damn thing in her name meanwhile the check keeps getting tossed around the check that was supposed to be $191,000 ends up being a check from Ed Eric Tao for $191 it doesn't have enough zeros it's for $191 and she's like Oh, I'm so sorry, Michael. I don't know what happened. I just, Mike. Why is she starting to sound like Sid from Ice Age? I just, like, (laughs) I'm just, like, serious about it. Mike, like, I can't. Michael. Dahlia has been talking to her old ex-boyfriend named Muhammad Shahada and Muhammad Shahada had dated Dahlia on and off for a little while. They like used to hit it up. They used to go out to clubs together. They start hanging out in these couple of weeks that all these money troubles are happening. And she starts telling Muhammad all these things. You know, Michael is abusive to me and he beats me and he does all of these terrible things to me. And Muhammad's like, geez, and you know, God, I'm sorry. And like in his head, he's thinking like, you know, maybe I should call the police and like tell them that I think 
like she's in danger, right? Well, then Call she meets Officer up with Hurley, him. please. Then she meets up with him again and she's like, Oh, here's your Range Rover. I just I bought you a Range Rover. Here you go, Muhammad. You can have this, right? Like, so obviously just using the money, like using the $191,000 to go and just do whatever she wants, obviously, because she buys him a Range Rover. Why she does this, I don't know. Oh, maybe it's because a week later she says, oh, hey, Muhammad, do you know anybody that could kill my husband? And he's like, ha ha, you're funny. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm being serious. Like how many times? Yeah. Like, do you know how to tell? Hey, I know you're just here to fix my barbecue grill, but like, do you possibly know anybody who could like murder? You could like murder and like the cold callous like way that she just goes about all of it too is just so it's so calculated and just like oh why couldn't she just divorce him like her first husband god she's a total total psycho so finally muhammad's like okay i should probably go to the cops about this because like this seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. Right. Thank you. It's kind of not great. Um, also, I got bribed like, with a Range Rover. Seriously. Which rest in peace because he actually passed away in 2021. I found out that was like the most recent oh. article that oh, came out that. about Dahlia. Yeah. He actually just died in 2021. They found him was in his apartment. I, I don't, I know, right? I was suspicious, too, right? They have not released the results of his autopsy. But anyways, so... um. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, they really have it. Oh, no. So he goes to the cops, right? And he tells them. And he's like, listen, I've been dating this girl. The recording, he definitely like, he almost blows it off like as if he didn't know her very well. He's like, I don't even know her first name. Like, but we we know that that's not true. Like, not we true. know her intimately. Right. Okay. Like, he definitely knew her. So to say the least. So we definitely know he's fibbing about that. But, you know, he's talking to the cops and he already feels, you know, he's like. He definitely accepted a fucking bribe. So he should be scared shitless. And he's like nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. So he's really apprehensive, but he finally tells them. And so the cops are like, okay. And so get this. Meanwhile, cops are also here at Boynton Beach around this time. And the reason for that is, is because cops were going around to these particular parts of Florida right now at this time in 2000, circa 2009. And there was actually an increase in crime right in this area in Florida. And so that is why cops had decided to start filming in the Boynton Beach area with the Boynton Beach police. Yeah, I mean, I all know. the best news stories are from Florida. I mean, so, so they're like, oh my I God, like if this. This is true. Me too. Me too. Did you? Yes. Cops and cheaters. Oh my God. Cheaters. Oh my God. Like that is unparalleled reality TV. That is some legendary (laughs) reality TV for sure. So I watched somebody, I watched something, a documentary, or maybe it could have been a podcast about cops, the TV show and about how it's like not good and like shouldn't be supported. And like, I guess there's a case for it being like terrible. Right. But I'll always remember this guy walking down the middle of a road walking straight down the double yellow line of a road and a cop is just driving behind him oh no on this episode of cops and he pulls up alongside of him and he goes how many beers have you had tonight buddy and the guy <laughs> turns to him and goes like 70 <laughs> right into the camera he just oh, turns right to God. how many beers have you had tonight bud like 70 they just put him in the car you know oh. like oh my god <laughs> so funny. The cops are there and the Boynton County police are there and the cops are also there too from the show cops. cops. And they're like let's film this. Like is this real life? Like they almost couldn't even believe it. They're like Muhammad we're gonna put some 
mics on you. We're going to put some wires on you. And you're going to go talk to Dahlia. So he goes to meet Dahlia and they talk $12,000 going to cost us much money. This is what it's going to be. I got to get the hitman, and you're going to meet with the hitman. You know, they have sort of like a more on the quick side exchange. And he's like, you're going to get more details when you meet the hitman. She gives the down payment of $1,200. Okay. $1,200 for a $12,000 job. She gives $1,200 down payment for Michael DiPolito's death. And she gives that to Muhammad. They're like, okay, now we're going to, now we're going to get this undercover cop and he's going to be the hitman, Right. And they, and these cops set this whole thing up and they're like, we're going to hire this hitman, and he's going to meet her in the car and we're going to record the whole thing. I do not understand how Anybody can successfully do that. I like, totally agree. So, yeah, he's amazing. Like, great he's for amazing. Them. Great for them. I don't care what the stakes are. You can't put that on me. I can't do it. Do no, not, not possible. Thank no matter you. what's happening. Choose someone else. You got to have balls for sure. And yeah. <sighs> and so the second guy that plays as the hitman does a phenomenal job. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, he really does. He keeps her in the car for like a solid 25 minutes. He gets her to reiterate over and over again that she's positive that this is what she wants. At first, she's trying to steer him away from doing it at the house. And she very much wants him to go get Michael DiPolito while he goes to the bank. And she's like, oh, you can get the other $10,000 because he's going to take that out of the bank. So you could just do it at the bank. And she's like trying to get him to do it at the bank. But he's like, nah, I'm going to do it at the house. Why would he do it at the bank? And so finally, he's like, you know, if I don't have the ability to do it at the bank, I'm going to do it at the house. He's like, so it's going to happen Wednesday morning. You need to go to the gym before 6 a.m., you know, and then it's going to be done. Like when it's done, it's done. And he's like, and you can't, he was, he was amazing. So the most famous quote and what she became most famous for is when he says, are you sure that this is like really what you want to do? And she says, I'm like 5,000% sure. That's what she says. I'm like, I guess that I'm just like, I'm like five, like thousand percent sure i'm like five thousand percent take it when you guys do voices this bitch was setting him up to be murdered and how many people are like 75 percent sure and kill their significant other yeah like this is a whole other level this isn't Mm -hmm. just killing your spouse which is horrible this is like killing someone that you love and wanting to kill them so bad that there's no doubt in your mind that you want them dead so we're back at the station right oh one more thing i wanted to mention too she also took all of her valuables from the house that morning when she left the gym oh of course of course and they say okay listen the jig's up dahlia we recorded you the whole time you're caught you're under arrest and she's like well but i didn't do anything and they're like you're caught they actually bring the hitman in first and they're like do you recognize this man and she's like no i've never seen him before in my life and then they're like okay dahlia the jig is up like we know that you did it we've been recording you that man he was an undercover cop and you've been busted and she's like but i didn't do it i don't i i don't know what you're talking about i didn't do it and they're like dahlia the the jig is up like we know everything You're on tape. You did it. The end. Just so that cops can make it that much more juicy, cringeworthy for for live television, they actually bring Michael DiPolito into the picture. They actually bring him in and she's like, Michael, come here. Mike, come here. Just come here, here. Mike. It's not true. I didn't do it. Oh my God. Like when he first comes in the room, you can hear in the audio, the guy's like, oh, here he is. And he walks in and she's like, oh my 
god literally mike <laughs> mike no he's already literally almost had his life taken like, yeah I yeah mean, he's already he, like victim. literally yeah but he's like no i'm done with you like i don't even want to yeah. go near you i don't even want to talk to you like i'm done dahlia gets hauled off to county jail they put her right in county jail right away and who do you think she calls who do you think her first call is when she gets on the inside <sighs> well she calls michael and michael says dahlia okay because he's actually a semi-decent human being he says actually i will help you because she's like can you help me get a lawyer and like help me i'll help you but you need to sign me back my townhouse like you need to give me my townhouse back she's like no i refuse i won't i won't do it so he's like fuck Bye, you bitch. bitch i ain't yeah. i ain't helping you on april 25th of 2011 oh wait did they also find out that she had been texting and communicating with another ex-boyfriend mike stanley and would you like to know some interesting information about mike stanley i'll tell you queenies <laughs> Mike Stanley is the one that helped Dahlia make a bunch of those calls about Michael doing drugs, selling drugs, bunny fingers, anonymous callers that helped her make the call. Why do you say? Because for two years, Dahlia and Mike Stanley had been texting about how they were soulmates and in love and they were meant to be together and they were going to steal the townhouse and steal all of Mike's money. And Mike Stanley was going to help her do that. But get, get this, she also got him to pose as the lawyer that convinced Michael DiPolito to sign the townhouse over to her. Oh, yes. Wow. On April 25th of 2011. Wow. What, what the fuck did I write there? Hey, remember that time you couldn't read what you fucking wrote? <laughs> okay. <laughs> On April 25th of 2011 was the first trial and the defense tried to say that Michael was the mastermind behind the entire thing and that the Boynton Beach Police Department really just wanted fame and that Michael really was doing all of this as a setup in order to get a spot on a reality TV show. So the defense oh. actually tried to say that Michael mm -hmm. would call the cops on himself mm -hmm. being on a 28-year probation yes. in order to risk putting himself back in prison. Like, no. It obviously didn't work. That is, and on May 13th, and they got him on the stand too, and it was absolutely terrible. Like, they totally just, like, tortured him, and it was rough, and it was bad. He had to testify too. There's no possible right, way course. you can't testify. Right. He yeah. had to. And yeah. so, right. yeah, they just hung him out to dry. On May 13th, she was found guilty of solicitation to commit first degree murder. And she was sentenced to 20 years in prison. However, it's not where the fucking story ends just yet. On July 30th of 2014, Dahlia was granted a retrial. And the reason for that is, is because one of the jurors from the previous trial had actually known about the antifreeze situation. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not mention the antifreeze situation to you, Quinnies? Oh, that's right. After Mike DiPolito found out that Dahlia was trying to plan to have him killed, he started to have all these flashbacks of everything coming together. And he remembered that Dahlia had given him a Starbucks drink and he got really, really sick from it. And he was deathly sick for like a week, throwing up. He had mouth sores, all these horrible things. She was Googling flavorless antifreeze.
antifreeze. And she was Googling how to poison someone with antifreeze. And one of the jurors knew about that. And it was supposed to be evidence that was deemed inadmissible in court. Why? And because of that. Because it has nothing to do with the current. Because this is about solicitation. It's not, they didn't charge her on attempted murder. She got, right. she got solicitation. That right. is so stupid. Such okay. bullshit. It's very frustrating. It's infuriating. And so she got another trial. And this time, the defense argued that it was police entrapment and that the cops actually set her up. And this actually caused a hung jury. It resulted in a mistrial because the jury fucking couldn't decide they were hung on it. Oh, she just goes on house arrest in between all these trials. Okay. In the townhouse? No, I think she stays with her parents, lived with her parents. Oh my God. For the third and final trial, June 8th of 2017, she was found guilty of solicitation once again to commit first degree murder. Her 20 year sentence was upheld, but because she had already served four years towards her house arrest during, because like I said, during all these trials, she, they put her on house arrest. They didn't even make her stay in jail or prison because she had served already four years towards the house arrest. They took that off of her 20 year sentence. So she was only given 16 years instead of 20. She gets mm-hmm. released 2032. Yep. And her son Probation. will be 16 Probation. years old because that's right. Quinny's she had a son while she was in house arrest with who other than like one of the maintenance guys that came to the house to like fix something. Definitely on purpose too. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. And in the third, exactly. Because in the third trial, they even tried to use it like, oh, she has a baby now. And they were like, no, it doesn't matter. We don't give a fuck. This is like like fucking Diane Downs right now. Yeah. The day that she'll be released from prison 2032 was actually the day that Mike's probation was supposed to end. However, by June 5th of 2018, Mike Michael DiPolito paid off the rest of his restitution and he finally got off probation. He started his own real estate company called Atlantic Florida. And um, Michael DiPolito Pulido with Atlantic Florida. And he got a, fi- a new fiance. Her name is Gloria. And they moved into a house in Boynton Beach, Florida. And as for Dahlia, she's in the Lowell Correctional Facility in Manion City, Florida. In Manion County. Florida, excuse me. And that about sums it up, little greenies. I'm 1000% convinced that she told him he needed back liposuction, by the way. Absolutely, yes. She said Mm -hmm. to him, Mm -hmm. you're back to that. Absolutely. You yes. need to deal with it. Yep. 100. I'm not over the unreleased autopsy of Muhammad. Uh, me too. I'm okay. like, no, no, no. We need to look into this. Yeah. So I have. I need article. an FOIA. Yeah, I'm not over that because this We're is a be. this is a web situation this is a black mm-hmm. widow situation the poisoning takes it to a whole other level for me mm-hmm. absolutely does um and then fucking eric tau wow what yeah. kind of conversation was going on yeah. between dahlia and her friend that's like mm-hmm. hey write me a check for 191 dollars and i wonder if it's a, oh, i don't as- think she had a conversation Apparently she was just having lunches with Eric Tao. All yeah, the time. I think she I think she got him all, all alone. Eric Tao like ends up like not he ends up completely cutting off communication with them entirely too. Like he ends up not even Oh yeah, for sure. Talking I would to them be anymore. done with exactly. that shit. Yeah. Wow. Um also unrelated, related but unrelated. The antifreeze thing reminded me of this 
crazy movie called Return to Sender. Have you ever seen it? No. Rosamund Pike. Yes, I mm. like her a lot. I love I like her. her a lot I love too. her so much. She's so good. She plays this woman who gets raped and he, the rape he, the rapist is this younger dude. He goes to jail and she literally writes him letters and makes him fall in love with her. And like, she's like, I'm, I've completely forgiving you. And she goes to like jail to visit him. And she's like all dressed up cute. And she like slowly, but surely manipulates him into thinking in their inner relationship. He gets out of jail. She like, has him come over to like help her build her deck. Okay. And they have like, will they, won't they again? Okay. And he's like totally on board thinking like, she's got it bad for me. Like it all worked out. She puts the antifreeze in his lemonade as he's over there working on the deck. She puts him down in the basement and has him like tied up on a hospital chair with like an IV and just keeps him there and kills him. Like it's so, whoa, whoa. It is such a good movie. She is so good in it. She put it in the lemonade. <laughs> she did. She did. Michael, 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 dude. Michael. Like I, I know. Like I really, I do. I sympathize with Katie on that. He really was trying to get his shit together. He was. And it's sad that he got wrapped up in this but how many times do we see like people just so manipulated by you know a partner that's willing to go there sexually with them that's willing to concede to the things that they want it's like it's used as some sort of source of manipulation so like you know if you're into things just just have a talk with the old spouse about it (laughs) you know what I mean like just just be yourself at home like. with your people because like if he stayed with Maria, I guarantee you nothing like this ever would have happened. happened. Uh, uh, exactly. It's not worth it, man. Like there's with yeah. 2022, like there are there are gadgets aplenty to do whatever yes. you want with. Like you do not Go have to, a to sex therapist together. Something like something. Also, like maybe like don't try to get people to like murder your husband for you. Like, yeah. Like, then there's that. Like, like, also, like maybe like, don't do like, that. Don't murder. And then also don't ask anyone else to murder for you. Yeah, I need, we're, I'm going to be looking into Muhammad and keeping an eye. Listen to Straight Up Evil.